you can be a great, a really good role model, a good example, and, and do things right, you can inspire the next generation to understand that they can do it as well. This is The Playbook. You wouldn't believe it, but I have an extraordinary entrepreneur who also, by the way, is a former MLB all-star, uh, also an investor in an extraordinary company. It's time to get lit right after 4th of July, LIT method, the lit method. It's low impact training and him personally, uh, I know, has experience in understanding how to rehabilitate utilizing low impact training uh, and has now created one of the best methods and strength machines, the first all-in-one uh, water rower, I think uh, is the best way to describe it, Pilates reformer and strength trainer. Uh, Adrian, welcome to the playbook. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, when it comes to, to, the, to the lip machine, um, it's definitely an all-in-one uh, full body workout. Um, you can, you know, it's a rower, it's a Pilates machine, it's a full body workout machine it's it, it's all in one and it's all like 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 it's called a low impact uh training uh style of, of of a workout yeah and i've had uh justin and taylor two of your co-founders uh on several of my other shows as well and i got really excited coming from you know i ran a notable sports agency called lee steinberg sports entertainment and keeping my players on the field was essential not only to their livelihood but mine as well what were some of the aspects uh, through your career that you looked at and why you were so excited about working with Justin and Taylor Norris on the lit method and creating the lit strength training machine? Um, I, th I think, you know, the best way to explain it is early on in my career, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, all the workouts were all old school Olympic style, um, deadlifts and squats and, uh, chest press and you know all the Olympic style lift lift methods that that we, we I grew up <clears throat> knowing um, and towards the end of my career towards the last five years of my career um, I started noticing you know my my hip joints my knees my back you know starting to get weak because of so much uh, so much I guess power or 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 weights that were put on them throughout my 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 previous years and. Uh, that's when I started getting a lot into, you know, what we call now is low impact training, which is Pilates and, 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 and you know, different workouts. I, I, would, I would do a lot, of, a lot of my cardio, you know, on the bike or, or, or rowing and, and boxing and different things that are not putting heavy weights on, on, on your, your lower half. Um, and then when I discovered the lid method, um, you know, I, I thought it was, you know, just a genius idea of how to get all-in-one workout, uh, you know, where you're not putting stress on your joints, you're not putting stress on, on your back, on your knees, and, and, and all these things. And um, one thing I know is that rowing a bike, or sorry, riding a bike is not great for your hips, it's not great for your back, it's not great for your knees. Um, you know, rowing is, is, is a great exercise, uh, but, but rowing alone can tend to get boring. Um, so when you have an ability to, I'm a huge Pilates guy, I did Pilates for a few years there, uh, leading, leading up to the end of my career. And so when you're able to put those, all those mechanisms that are great for your body, great for strength, great for conditioning, uh, into one machine, uh, it's, 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 it's a home run. So not, 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 to, not to, uh, to sound too, too punish in that sense. <laughs> oh, I like it, man. And one of the other puns, no intention as well is when you played both for the Potters and the Dodgers, you had this philosophy of 
going big or going home, which is probably why, you know, you put so much stress on your body. You had the great mindset, the great heart set, but you had the work ethic and, you know, that adds up in compounds over the years. Uh, yeah. It's a lot easier though, to handle physically a business philosophy of go big or go home. Uh, but emotionally it has its own tolls as well. Um, how has that philosophy carried over into the business world? You have so many entrepreneurial ventures uh, that you're, you're involved with, but it seems to me you still carry that kind of go big or go home attitude. I do. No, I do. I'm, when, when I believe in a product, the first thing you have to do is, is you have to believe in the product and it has to be a really good product. Um, you know, when it comes to business, it's, it's not about the storytelling, although that's exactly what will get people to know about the product. But once they try the product, they'll, 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 they'll see that if the product's not quality, they're, you know, they're, they're going to try it, but they're not, they're not going to go back to it. So um, I'm a firm believer in, in only getting involved in products that I believe in, products that are great products and products that do deliver what they say they are going to deliver. And so, um, you know, everything I'm involved in has, has those components. And for me, you know, that's, that's what I stick to and, and, and that's what I believe in. And so uh, Lit Method is, is one of those things that, that does deliver exactly what, what we say we deliver. Um, along with, you know, with the other, the other companies and, 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 and uh, brands that I'm involved with. And you do get involved in brands. Your wife gets involved with brands. You are a serial entrepreneur, um, but yet, you know, as an executive coach worldwide, one of the difficult things is to transition either athletes or people who have very stringent routines for many, many years. I will tell you that baseball players, especially because of the amount of games that are played and how long uh, they played. Most baseball players started, you know, five or six years old into a yeah. regimen and a schedule. Um, how difficult was the transition from baseball into business? Um, I always tell people and friends, I mean, you know, the, the hardest thing to transition was actually keeping a calendar. And it's still kind of, you know, kind of tough for me. You know, keeping a calendar has been the hardest thing is, you know, you talk to people and they're like, hey, can you do this on this thing? You're like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. And then you never put it on the calendar. And then, and then it's like you, you get that that, uh, that call or that email like, hey, you're going to jump on the call. And you're like, sure. Yeah, for sure. And you totally have forgotten about it. Um, that's been the hardest thing, I think, you know, uh, relationships, we, we're used to it with, with baseball, meeting so many people all over the U.S. as we travel and everything. Um, conversation is, is, is all kind of, you know, works, works hand in hand with sports. Uh, but our calendar was was the schedule for the baseball season. And all we, all we needed to see is, is that schedule and, and see what time that game was. And we know we had to show up five to six hours before that game started. And, and, and that's our schedule, you know. In the offseason, we know we have to get a workout in, you know, and, 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 and you can get it in whenever you want. Uh, but in business, you know, everybody has a schedule and everybody's like, hey, 11 a.m. on the dot because I got, I got a hard out at 1130 and it's just like those, that, those things, that's like the hardest thing for me. And, and everybody says like, hey, you need, a, you need an assistant to keep your calendar. And I was like, no, 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 I got to work on this. I got to get this to right because if not, I'll never learn. So that's, that's been the hardest transition, honestly. Well, I know my community's laughing because they know me for one complete critical business issue, which is being a student of your calendar. So after this, I will send you, I have an exercise called student of the calendar, paying attention, <laughs> giving intention to the coincidences you want by being productive, accessible, and gracious by reconciling the time. So uh, really, fun. just as a note to everyone out there, 
uh, although he's making fun of himself a little bit with his calendar, this guy was right on time, just like a normal athlete. He, he was, <laughs> I mean, my clock ticked exactly to 10 a.m. Pacific time and boom, he was in the studio, in the green room uh, immediately. So uh, it, it can't be that big of an issue. I know you uh, push yourself to your potential. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's plenty of times when I overlap, trust me. <laughs> yeah, it's Today, dangerous telling you that. <laughs> especially when it's the family and you don't think about putting it in the calendar and then you're you know it's some relative going hey can you show up to my kid's birth oh yeah I'll, I'll be there and then all of a sudden you know you're like at some other wedding um you know on how you get involved uh, a lot of players uh don't uh prepare themselves uh, in fair enough in being focused in on their primary objective which is to be the greatest they can be playing the game that they love how did you get involved in the business world and when did you get involved? Um, so my first step into the business, which is probably, you know, my, the one that I'm most involved in right now today is, is when I got into uh, Jersey Mike's. Um, I got it. I got in probably right around 2014 ish, um, about four years before I retired. And, uh, and I got in as a silent investor and, and, and from there it grew to, to what it is now, which I'm the majority owner of, of, of our, you know, of our stores of, of, you know, being a franchisee. Um, and currently we, you know, our, our company owns, uh, 14 Jersey Mike stores, uh, in, in Northern San Diego, Palm Springs, Coachella Valley and Guadalajara, Mexico. So, um, we're growing, we have more in construction and, uh, the plan is the plan in there is, is is to get to probably hopefully if everything goes well and and, and everything checks out try to get to twenty five to thirty stores and, and and then settle settle down. Nice, I love it. And you know it's interesting because owning all those business, you're facing today some of the most or biggest critical business issues, which is recruitment and retention. Uh, and incorporated in that obviously is having great training. What's your approach? You know, coming from the sports background of hiring, firing, training, and retention of those employees getting up to 14 stores right now and with another 11 on, on your dream board? Um, honestly, we have a great operator. Uh, his name's Ken and, and uh, Ken does a great job. And, and, you know, we follow Jersey Mike's protocol to a T, you know, they're, they're, they're a great organization, a great brand. Obviously, I, you know, what I talked about, believing in the great product. And so uh, Jersey Mike's has created a great training mechanism and Ken follows it, you know, by the by the book and so uh when it comes to to the training and the hiring and everything it, it, it's 100 percent uh following jersey mike's protocol and uh you know uh, myself and 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 my accountant randy are involved in the in the day-to-day -day with uh conversations that we have with ken uh, on everything that happens uh but when it comes to um you know the entire training and 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 you know the hiring and you know, when they, when they, when it has to be done, the firing and all that, it's, it's, it's all up to Ken and he just informs us of, of what's happening and, and why it's happening. And, you know, being an entrepreneur obviously has its setbacks, its failures and mistakes. I always say that out of all athletes, baseball players make the best entrepreneurs uh, because they are the most well-versed as well-practiced in failure. Uh, as everybody should know at least that, you know, the greatest baseball players in history like the Tony, uh, I'm the Adrian Gonzalez is, I was going to say Tony Gonzalez, who's a football player, but Adrian Gonzalez is in the Tony Gwynn's, um, you know, they failed a lot more uh, than they succeeded. And that mindset of being able to learn from the failures 
and move forward. How important was that in the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur? Because I know you have Calidad, you have Jersey Mike's, we have Lit. Uh, and I'm sure I've never met an entrepreneur. I'm sure you're not batting a thousand when it comes to business. Um, you know what? It, it, it's 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 what you're saying. Uh, failure is, is is a great example of you know perseverance. Um, so you have to continue to persevere and you have to continue to push through and not give up. I think a lot of people go into a business in the minute you know it, it doesn't look good. They just like they check out and they want to go on to the next. Uh, a lot of a lot of times businesses for for celebrities or athletes it's, it's more of a hobby it's not really like they're getting into it because they want to be in it they're just kind of you know it's 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 a much of a emotional play than it is a, an actual you know business involvement in it um the other thing that makes baseball so good at running businesses and just you know and understanding things and how life works is is the minor leagues i think uh when it comes to basketball you talk about football you talk about these other sports they go from college or wherever they get, get drafted from straight to the big leagues they don't, there's no minor leagues and for me being a first overall pick i still spend three and a half years in the minor leagues and you know you get humbled you you, you get you get to experience things that you don't you don't see the glory days right away i mean there's a lot of struggles you know there's there's a lot of there was a there was a, a pitcher this this year that not too long ago, they made it to the to the major leagues. He was the first overall pick, but made it to the major leagues. I think it was like nine years after he was drafted, and he didn't want to be that guy. You know, there's I think there's been two first overall picks that never made it. He didn't want to be on that list as well. Um, so you know, you think about basketball or football, number one overall pick. You know, he's going right to being a superstar. Um, in baseball, it doesn't work that way. There's no guarantee that you're going to make it. You have to go through the minor leagues. You have to struggle. You have to grind, and you have to persevere. And and in the other sports, you don't do that. So um i think that's that's a great component on baseball on you know teaching you a lot of great life lessons yeah and there's a lot of great light lessons as well life lessons as well as being an entrepreneur for you what's one of those lessons of patience uh you know because you, there's no the same way in baseball there's no overnight successes uh mm -hmm. everybody forgets how much work you have to put in and continue to put in to be at the top and stay at the top uh but i think it's especially pertinent as being an entrepreneur what was one of the biggest lessons that you learned that may not have been anticipated when you started doing business, uh, either in vetting, investing, or some other aspect of business that was surprising to you? Um, I think, you know, one of the things I, I ended up doing was, and I did it during COVID because, you know, we all had the time. Um, I took a finance class uh, from the uh, Harvard, uh, Harvard Business School online. Yeah, uh, took a finance class so I could understand uh, when somebody sent me over a deck and the projections and 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 all the financial stuff that they were sending me. Um, I would always pretend to to look at it and be like, oh yeah, I know what it is, you know. But I really didn't know what it was, and so I I wanted to take a finance class just so I could understand everything that had to do with that with those projections because you know as as a professional athlete you get sent decks and 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 and, and opportunities to invest all the time but a lot of the times you know it's these you know what people do is is they blow up their projections they blow up their sales and and, and it's all based based on on things that they think they can do and but you know you got to understand that there's there's a market out there for for what they're doing there's a market share there, there's other companies and all that stuff is public as well so you can compare and see if those projections are real or they're just blown up to to make it look good so um, you know, that's, that's a lot of, the, a lot of the things that, 
I've learned that when, when you do get an opportunity to invest, it's, it's, it's not how, how pretty they paint the picture, it's actually getting into, into the guts of it and finding out is, is, is this something that's viable and, and is it real and, 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 is it, and are they people that you can trust moving forward? You know, last question, you played in the league for 15 years at the highest level and beyond on the field uh, exploits and success. Uh, you're well known. I had mentioned Tony Gwynn, who was a key individual in the San Diego community with Alan Trammell, San Diego School of Baseball and all the things that he meant to me as a kid uh, in giving back. And you out of everyone next to Tony Gwynn has had the same impact on both San Diego and the Los Angeles community. Um, it seems to me as if it's a priority to you uh, to live your life as an example, especially to young minority men and women, girls and boys that can only achieve when they see people who are sitting in a situation they want to be in. It's a lot easier to say, oh, you know, if my, my hero went to East Lake and he came out and he owns all these stores now and he's a great business person, a philanthropist. How important is it uh, to give back to your community, uh, being someone that has come from, you know, Southern San Diego, as well as Mexico, and now Los Angeles as well, being an icon and being a role model, whether it's intentional or not. No, yeah, no, it's, I mean, you know, being a role model, the, the intention is to do things right and be a good person, right? I mean, that's, you know, no matter what, don't, you know, that, that for me, that's, that's, that's a biblical way of living. It's, it's a, it's a human, you know, way of living where, you know, I, I have to do what I say and, and, and be that person of integrity. Um, so it is, it, it being a role model is, is very important. So, you know, that goes right into business for me. I, I, I always try to be intentional. I have integrity. If I tell somebody something, I stick with it. Um, my word is, is, is something that people have to understand that it, there's value in it. And I'm just not just throwing things around and saying things that are not true. Um, and so it, it just, it's part of life and, it, and it's, and, and, and being a minority, uh, it's, it's, it's a very big, uh, thing that you have to always be conscious of because, um, you know, for, for me, it's, it's, you're, you're being an example for everybody out there that's watching. And, and, and if you can be a great, a really good role model, a good example and, and do things right, you, you can inspire that the next generation to, to, to understand that they can do it as well. So, uh, so yeah, it is, it is, it is something that I, I do carry with me and I do think about all the time and, and because it is important, especially in the day and age that we live in. Well, I'll tell you this as someone who's watched your entire career and comes from that same area. I know a lot of teams had to intentionally walk you because they were terrified when you came up with runners on base, but you intentionally walk the walk and don't just talk the talk. And that's your character and reputation in Southern California and in Mexico and around the world. There's no doubt why you're so successful on and off the field. Uh, everybody check out the lit method. Uh, anything, Tony, uh, Tony, here we go. I was say Tony Gwynn, anything Adrian Gonzalez touches again uh, has uh, that incredible higher standard attached to it. And he has the experience and uh, the knowledge to know what personal training should be, therapy, uh, injury prevention given by the lit uh, train, strength training method and machine. Adrian, it's been an absolute pleasure and honor. I'm super excited to have you. Please come back and join me again. 